added to us, whether we like it or not. If we put him first, if we chase after him first, instead of all the other stuff, he's all that we need. The stuff that you need chases after you. You know those problems you're trying to fix? The ones you're trying to fix on your own? The ones you're chasing after all the solutions? You chase after God first, and guess what? All those solutions and problems, all the fixes, all the solutions, everything that you need chases after you and will overtake you. You hear me? The stuff, the, the solutions will chase after you. If you put Jesus first, the answers pursue you. I don't think you get it. They pursue you. They overtake you. It lines up with God's word. It says it in God's word all over the place. We've been talking about God's promises. The solutions and the answers will pursue you. You put him first. Everything that you need will chase after you and chase you down and overtake you.
that we're going to be talking about God's promises. We always do, right? But this is in the God's Promises series. This is going to be the last week. Yeah, but I got to do it for you. All right? Let's do a little recap. We'll give Barney a chance to get caught up. She's got to get to another program. We've been talking about God's promises. We talked about everlasting life. We talked about peace. We talked about a fresh start. We talked about wisdom. It's okay. Just relax. Holy Spirit. To provide. To overcome. God's promise of the supernatural. Victory. Love. That's and right. forgiveness. It's okay. That's right. We talked about all of those things. All of those things are just such great news. They're just such good news. God's promises are always good news. Find me one that's bad news. Unless, of course, your name's the devil and you're going to burn it all for eternity. That's bad news for him. <laughs> Not for us. Right? Can you hit play on that one, Bonnie, up top? There you go. Yeah, but then it doesn't um, doesn't give us the other slide beside it. Oh, hey, we'll just second. We'll just do it. I'll give you the one. Okay. Give me the cue. <laughs> 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 All right. So I want to go into uh, uh, Jesus' promise, okay? So skip ahead a couple there, Bonnie. There we go. Jesus makes a promise before he leaves. Makes a promise. Do not let your hearts be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. Why were they going to be troubled? Jesus was leaving, right? Somehow they hadn't quite figured it out. I don't think they quite got what was taking place. I don't think they really understood what was going on. Yes, that's okay. Okay? But he knew what was going on. And Jesus is saying, don't be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? So Jesus is saying, Papa's house has got lots of space, lots of rooms. And I'm taking off. I'm going to be going to prepare a place for you. How about that? And he knows you. And he loves you. And he cares about you. I talk about heaven sometimes, and you know, I say, well, you, know, you kind of drive around and dream about winning a million dollars. What would you do? How about, you know, drive around and dream about heaven and what heaven would be like? Okay? What do you think is going to be in your room in heaven? Parking for six Harleys. <laughs> yeah, come on. Maybe a couple Indians. A Honda? No. Yes. <laughs> yes, Honda. Okay, thanks. It's, 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 it's the new Valkyrie, though. Okay. The new Valkyrie. All right? <laughs> Come on, what's going to be there? What's it going to be like? God made us individuals. God made us special. God took you and, and created you. And heaven is heaven. He wants you to enjoy it. 
Todd's going to have the biggest kick in his sound system with two 12-inch subwoofers in each corner of the room. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. He's gone. Jesus is saying, no, don't worry about, don't be troubled, okay? Papa's got a nice house. He's got a great big house, and I am going to prepare a room for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I, Jesus, will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. Why not now? Why not now? Because your eternal home is ready for you. Jordan, he was, he was, I don't know, probably five. Um, and, and we're down in Florida. And I guess, you know, we spoke a lot of God's word into his life. And he had a pretty, almost a, a really good concept of heaven. And uh, we were at my dad's place uh, down in Florida. And we were on the eighth floor, okay? And he's wandering around on the balcony. And he comes back in and he says, he says you know, Mommy, Daddy, I'm, I want to jump off the balcony so I can die and go and see Jesus. <laughs> what do you tell him, right? He's got like such a great idea. He wants to see Jesus so badly. Like, he wants to go see Jesus, and the two of us are like, what do you do? <laughs> so, what do we say? Holy, I told him, Holy Spirit will give you the words to speak, right? He'll tell you what to say. We need to say it. We said, Jordan, you can't do that because your house isn't ready yet. God hasn't finished your house yet. He's not ready. You can't go. Your place isn't ready for you. Jesus doesn't want you to come yet. He's not done with you here. When your house is done, when your room's done, you can go then, but not before. So we skated right on. <laughs> you know, thank goodness he comes and talks to us. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't talk about doing that anymore, so it's but yeah, that was, you know, it was so funny. Even, even for years after that, he would come to us and say, you know, mommy, mommy, daddy, I can't go see Jesus yet because my house isn't ready yet. You know, my mom's not ready yet. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right, son. It's not. But one day it will. One day it will. One day you get to be there. And one day we're all going to be there together. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? Boy, that doesn't make you dream and think big. I'll tell you, I don't know. You need help. Okay. Let's go on to the next, the next one, all right? Jesus leaves, okay? After he said this, this is in Acts, after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid them from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you've seen him go into heaven. So Jesus leaves, almost in a blaze of glory, gets taken up, goes up into heaven, and it's spectacular leaving. And it says, and they said, when he comes back, it's going to be that way again. So the days of him coming as a baby 
and growing up and all that kind of stuff. He did that already. When he comes back, it's going to be an awesome, spectacular display of God's glory and splendor and awesome power. The trumpet is going to blow. And Jesus is going to come back. And everyone, everyone, everyone is going to see. Everyone is going to see. How does he do that? I don't know. But it is going to be so cool. Right? It is going to be so awesome when he comes back. And that trumpet blows. I, I just, I can't wait to hear it. I hope it's long. I hope there's lots of it. Um, Pastor Jay at Mapleview, he's got a shofar. Anybody knows what a shofar is? Big, huge horn, right? And uh, uh, he wanted to play it. It was, I don't know what it was, Easter or something he wanted me to play it. He didn't have any trumpet players, so he asked the sax player to do it. I did my best, but uh, anyways, it was okay. It wasn't quite as majestic as it's going to be on that day. But when that trumpet blows, the sky's going to light up. It's going to explode. And Jesus is going to come back. You know what it says? It says in the Bible that every knee will bow and every, every tongue will confess. Eventually, everyone is going to know. Those who doubt, you're not going to be doubting anymore. You're going to know that you know that you know. And you're going to know. It'll be so glaringly apparent, you're going to know. And one day, we're all going to be, everybody's going to have to face Jesus. And there's going to be the great judgment. Right? going to be accountable for everything that we've done. But guess what? If you have Jesus inside of you, you're not accountable for anything. Hang on a second. If you have Jesus inside of you, you're not going to be accountable for anything. Because His grace is big enough to cover all of your sin, everything you've done, everything that you're going to do. When that trumpet blasts, if you have Jesus inside of you, you have a first class ticket to paradise. Come on! Let me tell you, your 70, 80, 90, 100 years, or however long you're going to be here, 110, 
Uh, unless that trumpet blows sooner. It's short. Our time here is so short. We don't have a long time to get it right. And the only way to get it right is Christ is enough. The only way. And how easy, how easy is that? Have any ever seen me do this before? Juggling balls. Have any ever seen me do that when I talk about the juggling the balls? You know, how you juggling life and juggling uh, uh, work and juggling school and juggling church and juggling family and all the rest of it. Juggling, juggling, juggling. How long do you think you can really keep that up? <laughs> me not long. <laughs> but God doesn't want you to juggle all those balls. He wants you to juggle one. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all this stuff will be added to you. He just wants you to juggle the one ball. That's it. He'll juggle all the rest of them for you. Just juggle the one ball. Christ is enough. That's how we get ready. He's coming back. Christ is enough. That's how you get ready. You don't have to do your hair. It's okay, buddy. <laughs> you can if you want. You don't have to do your hair. You don't have to do your makeup. All right? You don't have to do your nails. You don't have to polish your Harley. Because <laughs> there's lots of them up there that are really, really cool, already clean and washed for you. <laughs> that's all you have to do. And when he comes back, that's it. Thessalonians 4, verse 18, Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Take this stuff that I'm sharing with you and encourage one another with it. Jesus is coming back. It's okay. My whole world's falling apart around me. That's okay because Jesus is coming back. You're talking with people at work. You're talking with people that, that you love, people that you know. For crying out loud, tell them, Jesus is coming back. Are you ready? Get ready. He's coming back. I want to go. You want to come with me? What's the worst thing that can happen? Worst thing that can happen is they say no. I finally had it happen to me. I remember I always tell you guys, you know, somebody's at work, whatever, and you, you know, you run into them and they need something, you say, hey, can I pray for you? I actually had someone say no to me. First time ever. He completely, completely floored me. I almost fell over. Nobody ever says no. They always say yes. I couldn't believe it. But that's the worst thing that can happen. He said no. But you know what? As things progressively get worse for him, I think I'm going to get a phone call. <laughs> I'm not speaking negative words over him, but you know what? Christ is enough to fix it. Nothing else. So if he doesn't have Jesus to fix it, what else is there? We have the only hope that he needs. We have the only hope that anyone else needs. So why not tell people about it? Why not encourage one another with those words? So let me tell you about a lie. You're not good enough. How many of you, let's be honest for a second, okay? How many of you have watched the Left Behind movies? Or some of the old, old movies back in the 70s that were really, really uh, old Christian cheesy movies about, uh, about um, the, the 
the seven years, the rapture, and all the rest of it. How many of you watch those and have going through your mind at some point in time? Oh, what if I what if I don't make it? What if I'm left behind? How many of you have that thought with your head? Okay, the rest of you are rock solid and you're liars. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Listen, come on, if we can be honest about it, okay? I, I, it's happened to me. Not because of something that I put in my head, but because the enemy put something in my head. You're not good enough. Remember what you did yesterday? Well, that, that, that excludes you. You're not going. Come on. I'm just pouring myself out of here and exposing myself, all right? Okay, I got another honest one in the crowd. There's another one. There's another one. There's another one. All right. There's another one. Okay? Yep. Yeah, 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 I see that hand. All right, we're laying hands on all the other. <laughs> sure she says. <laughs> I'll take it. Let's go. <laughs> Come on, let's be honest. Uh, you know, that's the lie that the enemy wants to plant in your head. You know what? You're good. You're not good enough. You're not going to be ready. When he comes back, you're going to have sinned, and, and, and God's not going to forgive you for it. Or You know what? You're going to wander away from God, and when he comes back, it's going gonna, it's gonna to suck to be you because you're not going Okay, those thoughts have come into my head at times. And not because I've created them. Not because I have any lack of faith. Not because I have any doubt. But you know what? The enemy wants to plant seeds of doubt into your head. That you're not good enough. Guess what? It's a lie from the pit of hell. It's an absolute lie from the pit of hell. Let me tell you right now, if you've accepted Jesus inside of you, you have Jesus inside of your heart simply by saying, Come, Lord, take me. I give you my life. That's it. Forgive me my sins. That's all you have to do. Guess what? You're good. You are white as white as white as snow can be. You are all right in God's eyes. You are in right standing with Heavenly Father. Holy Spirit loves you beyond your wildest imaginations. And one day, you are going to look face to face with Jesus, God and Holy Spirit, woohoo! There is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Jesus Christ. So if you ever get that thought in your head that you're not good enough, you're not going to make it, well, guess what? Kick it out. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. It's not something you concocted. It's some garbage that he's tossing in your head. You know what? Crack open God's word and start reading it. Pat, this is the trick I want to show you. Okay, somebody give me a Bible here. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to go to church. <laughs> Do you need reading glasses or are you okay? Okay, because the principal is small in here. Okay, how about we take this one here? Okay. I want you to read Psalm 1, verse 1. Okay? But I want you to read it out loud with your mouth. Okay? So you have to actually read it so you can't do a foul thing. Okay, you gotta read it. And while you're doing that, I want you to count from 1 to 10 in your head at the same time. Okay? Go. Try it. Try it. Blessed are those who do not walk in step. No. <laughs> that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Can't do it. I think I got three. Yeah, you, you can't do it. Nice, thank you. You still love me? <laughs> you can't do it. Pat, you can't do it. You can't think of something else when you're speaking out of your mouth. So when you got 
garbage, the enemy's trying to plant stuff in your head, crack open the Bible, I don't care where, pick a spot because you can't lose, start reading it loud, out loud, speak it with your mouth, because if you are talking with your mouth, you can't think of anything else as much as I'm trying right now, I can't do it. And besides, if I did, I'd probably say something stupid, right? So, you know, you can't do it. Try it out. I, I, I try it out. Pat, try it out. I'm telling you, okay? We were talking this morning, right? Just start speaking God's word out of your mouth. You can't think of anything else. Nothing else can go on inside of your head. And if you're speaking God's word, God's word will not return void, and it will work. It's a cool trick. Try it. Jesus returns. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. But about that day or hour, no one knows. When will this happen? But about that day or hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Therefore, keep watch. Because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. People will tell you, this is when he's going to show up. They do all kinds of calculations. This is when he's coming. Let's everybody get together. Sell all your possessions. Sell all your homes. Let's get together. This is the day, the moment, the hour, the second that he is coming. Let me tell you, run. Run. Because if I was God, I wouldn't show up on that day just to prove a point. No one knows. No one knows. No one. No one. Nobody. <laughs> no one knows. If they tell you that they know, they have not really read through God's word very well. We can look through some of the signs. We can see where some of the signs have taken place and how they've happened. And if you really, really want someone to really explain that to you, Ron Pierce knows a lot of that stuff. And once you get him talking, well, you'll get your answer. <laughs> you can do that, but no one knows. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. Wife. Hiding. 
Corey, I have some terrible news. Something has happened. What? The dog got sprayed by a skunk. <laughs> oh no. She's pretty fluffy. <laughs> what do I do? So Corey came up with this great idea. Go get the dog shaver. Shave down the parts that got sprayed. Leave her outside. I'll fix it when I come home. So she does what I said. Anyways, the night progressed. It was a dark and cold night. And we had company staying in our loft. Rosie and Mel were sound asleep. Talked to me their beds. And all of a sudden, three bozos from the neighborhood showed up to break in and steal stuff. They creeped up the driveway. And they creeped. And they creeped. And then they got to the shed. And they opened the shed. Only to be greeted by a killer golden doodle that smelled like a skunk half shaven.
sacrifice once to take away the sins of many, and he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. What are you waiting for? If you haven't asked Jesus into your heart, I'm going to give you a chance to think. Don't leave here without doing it. If you've wandered away, if you've walked away from God, if you've taken some time and separated yourself, if you have done it your own way, it's time to stop running. It's time to stop going away. It's time to stop fighting. It's time to stop. Because Christ is loved and Christ loves you. Jesus loves you with a love that you could never understand. And it says in God's word, not only does he love you, just as much as he loves Jesus. Just as much as he loves Jesus. Just as much. You can close your eyes just for a minute. Just what you think. Don't look around. If you haven't asked Jesus in your heart, we're going to give you a chance to say, put your hand out, and we're going to say a prayer together. If you, if you want to rededicate your life to Jesus, and no turning back, no turning back, no turning back, no turning back, I'm going to give you a chance today. I'll just lift your hand out with boldness and courage and strength and say, I want that for my life. I want that for my life. Nothing created, 
nothing that's ever existed, nothing that ever will exist, nothing, 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 nothing can take away from you your salvation. You hear what I'm saying? Nothing can steal it from you.